listening to the Miracle Word Podcast. We believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth, Jr. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back again today to the podcast. I appreciate you listening again this week. And uh, I have something very special for you this week, and I can't wait to give it to you. I want to give you a sneak peek inside of Miracle Word University. For those of you that don't know, we launched Miracle Word University, which is an online training course um, teaching the doctrines of the scripture, the Bible, to this new generation. And we've been covering topics like the Holy Spirit and answered prayer, faith, divine healing. We're going to go through all of the major beliefs of the Pentecostal and charismatic church so that you don't just know what you believe, but you also understand why you believe it. And we launched this in July of last year, 2017. And you know, within a month to two months of us launching Miracle Word University, we had over 300 students sign up from 11 nations of the world. And it just continues to grow from there. It's exciting to see so many people that are hungry uh, to learn about the word of God and to be involved with the power of the Holy Spirit. And uh, today, in just a moment, I'm going to be playing you one of the uh, clips from our course on the Holy Spirit, which we call pneumatology or the study of the Holy Spirit. And today, as you saw in the title, we're going to cover this thought process. Is it God's will for every believer to be filled with the Holy Spirit? And I'm talking about with the evidence of speaking in other tongues uh, as a subsequent experience to salvation. We're going to cover that today. I'm going to play that video for you. And of course, you're just going to get the audio. So you may hear me uh, reference if you're watching this video or whatever during because it was the video from uh, one of the courses in Miracle Word University. So you're going to enjoy this today. It's going to be awesome. And I'll be back at the end uh, to talk to you a little bit more. But listen. Many of you know we have something called Miracle Word Radio, which is available inside of our Miracle Word app. And if you're an Apple user for iOS, you can get that app in the App Store for free. If you're an Android user, you can get it in the Google Play Store absolutely free. Just search Miracle Word. And within that app, we have developed Miracle Word Radio, which is a 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week free digital radio station that we're playing, preaching, teaching, to build your faith and to set you in place and equip you to do what God's called you to do. So we're so excited to announce that starting tomorrow, which is Wednesday, if you're listening to this on Tuesday when it released, starting Wednesday, all of Miracle Word Radio is going to be available on any uh, Amazon Alexa device, uh, whether it be the Echo, the Echo Dot, the Echo Spot, all of the different uh, enabled devices that they have released Miracle Word Radio will be available right on there. All you have to do is uh, say her name that'll wake her up and then say, play Miracle Word Radio. And uh, wherever you are, you can quickly listen to it on uh, that Amazon Alexa enabled device. So, so excited about that. And uh, if you have one of those, uh, maybe take a video or a picture uh, playing Miracle Word Radio on that and send it to us. 
uh, and we want to see people that are getting involved. It's exciting because so many people are now using these smart devices uh, in their homes to do everything from, you know, turn the lights on to open the garage to start the microwave. I mean, it's amazing how technology is advancing. And now all around the world, Miracle Radio will be available right on these devices. So let's jump into today's video, which will be the audio for you. And then I'll be back at the end to talk to you a little bit more about Miracle Word University. Let's go. So in this video, we want to answer the question, is it God's desire and his will that every believer be filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit? And the reason we want to ask this question is because there are those in our generation and other generations who propose the thought that it is not necessarily God's will for every believer to be filled with the Holy Spirit and speak with other tongues. Uh, It is a gift that God sovereignly uh, gives and picks and chooses who he will give it to. So many times they will look in 1 Corinthians uh, at the verse that says, do all speak with tongues? And the answer becomes no. But obviously, as we will teach in the next um, setup of, of pneumatology 201 in that, that course, that uh, that context where Paul was writing to the Corinthians was in regard to the gifts of the Holy Spirit, which is a separate subject than the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Uh, And so when you're talking about the gift of tongues with interpretation as one of the gifts of the spirit, we're not talking about the same thing when we talk about speaking with other tongues as a personal prayer language, as is seen uh, throughout the book of Acts and throughout the New Testament. It's not the same thing. The gift of tongues with interpretation, which are the gifts of the spirit, Uh, that we're referring to there are a separate operation of the spirit as the personal prayer language of speaking with other tongues. In fact, when Paul is teaching on uh, the operation of the gifts of the spirit in the New Testament church and speaks about uh, speaking with other tongues as the gift of the spirit, what he teaches in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 is that if somebody stands in a public assembly and gives a message in other tongues, then he should also interpret into the known language of that assembly what was being said by the Holy Spirit. Now this, just to clarify, is the operation of the gifts of the Spirit. It is the gift of tongues with interpretation of those tongues. And so many times people confuse these two, and that's why when you talk about speaking with other tongues, you'll have some people say, well, you know, I wouldn't forbid speaking in tongues, but I would always require that there be an interpretation if somebody spoke with other tongues. And they seem to imply that if you're a believer, anytime you speak in other tongues, you should also interpret what is being said. And that is because there's a misunderstanding between the gifts of the spirit and the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. And so many of these people, they'll read verses like, do all speak with tongues, and they'll interpret that to mean that God does not pour out his spirit upon all people, and it's not available to every believer, only those who God sovereignly picks and chooses to be filled with the Holy Spirit and operate in those gifts. But that's not the case. And today I'm going to show you from the scripture that it is in fact God's desire 
and his will that every single believer be filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Now, we begin with Jesus Christ because he is our example. He is the one who we should model our lives after. And as I told you in previous videos, it's very clear from scripture. We can see in the text that when Jesus was baptized in the Jordan River by John, that the Holy Spirit descended upon him and filled him that day and from that moment with the Holy Spirit from heaven. For Luke chapter 4 and verse 1 tells us that Jesus being filled with the Holy Spirit was led into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. So you can clearly see that in the life of Jesus Christ, it was necessary that he be filled with the Holy Spirit so that he could work the works of God. Now he's the son of the living God. And if it is necessary for Jesus to be filled with the Holy Spirit to work the works of God, it is clearly also necessary for every believer to be filled with the Holy Spirit if they're going to work the mighty works of God as we have been called to do in Mark chapter 16, verses 15 through 20, which is called the Great Commission. If we're going to accomplish the Great Commission uh, with uh, the same kind of power that Jesus did, we have to have the source power that he had in order to do those works, and that is the Holy Spirit. Not just the Holy Spirit, but the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And the Bible tells us in Luke chapter 4, Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit. The fact that he was should be proof enough for anybody that it is God's desire and his will for all of us to also be filled. Let me read to you why in Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 3. This is what the Bible says in the English Standard Version. Jesus, it says he, but it's speaking, Jesus is the radiance of the glory of God and, watch this phrase, the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. So see that right there. Jesus Christ is the exact imprint of the nature of God on the earth. Let me give it to you in the New American Standard Bible. Verse 3 of Hebrews 1. And Jesus is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his nature. The ESV says the exact imprint. The NASB says the exact representation of the nature of God. So whatever you see represented in the life of Jesus from his birth all the way to his death, resurrection, and ascension is the exact nature representation of God on the earth. He himself said that this was true when he said, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. What he's saying is I don't differ one iota from my father in heaven. In fact, he said, I can do nothing unless I first see the father do it. I can say nothing unless I, unless I first hear the father say it. So Jesus out of his own mouth declared, I am an exact representation of my father in heaven. 
And this verse, the writer of Hebrews lets us know Christ is the exact imprint, the exact nature of God represented on the earth. So if it was Jesus, see, in the same way that Jesus never sinned, it is not God's desire for any person to ever sin. So you can look at the life of Jesus and see that he lived holy and know that that's God's nature and God's the represent, representation of God's will. And you can clearly say it's not God's desire for any believer to sin. In the same way, Jesus was never sick. You can see it is not God's desire for any believer to ever be sick or diseased. In the same way, he was filled with the Holy Spirit. So you can see by the exact nature and representation of God's Spirit, it's God's desire for every believer to also be like Jesus and be filled with the Holy Spirit of God. Let me read you the New Living Translation, which is a more thought-for-thought translation of the Bible. Verse 3 of Hebrews 1 says, The Son radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God. And sustains everything by the mighty power of his command. So there in the New Living, it it renders it this way, that Christ expresses the very character of God. Exact representation, exact imprint, expresses the very character. Three different ways to say the same thing, that it is God's desire for every believer to be filled with the Holy Spirit as Jesus also was. Now, we look at the ministry of Jesus as he's dealing with his disciples and all who believed on his name and all who were working his works. He gave them a command and said, tarry or wait in Jerusalem until you be filled with power from on high. He was talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, the Bible tells us that 120 of them made it to the upper room And when that Holy Spirit was poured out on that day, the Bible says very clearly, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. I want to draw your attention to something that maybe you've never thought about before. But look at this. Acts chapter 2, verse number 1. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly... There came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. Watch this, verse 4. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Notice that even though there were 120 different individuals in the upper room, God didn't pick and choose which one of them were worthy of being filled with the Holy Spirit. God didn't pick and choose which ones he wanted to be filled and which ones he didn't want to be filled. The Bible says they were all expecting it. They all had faith to receive it. And when it was poured out on that day, every single one of the 120 received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So not only was Jesus filled with the Holy Spirit, it was his express desire that every one of his followers, disciples, and apostles were also filled with the Holy Spirit. He told every one of them, wait until you receive it. And then when they got there, every single one of them received it. No one was left out. Not one person did not receive it that day. They all received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We move on further, and uh, I'll show you again in Acts chapter 8 
This is a very interesting passage of scripture because persecution was taking place in Jerusalem and so many of the believers were scattered into other cities. And the Bible says that Philip went into Samaria. And if you look at uh, uh, Acts chapter 8 and verse number 4, the Bible says, Now those who were scattered went about preaching the word. Philip went down to the city of Samaria and proclaimed to them the Christ. And the crowds, with one accord, paid attention to what was being said by Philip. When they heard him and saw the signs that he did, for unclean spirits crying out with a loud voice came out of many who had them, and many who were paralyzed or lame were healed. So there was much joy in the city. Now look at this, very interesting. The Bible says, but there was a man named Simon who had previously had practiced magic in the city and amazed the people of Samaria, saying that he himself was somebody great. They all paid attention to him from the least to the greatest, saying, this man is the power of God that is called great. And they paid attention to him because for a long time he had amazed them with his magic. But when they believed Philip as he preached good news about the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Even Simon himself believed. After being baptized, he continued with Philip. So Simon the sorcerer got saved when he heard the preaching and saw the miracles and was baptized and continued with Philip. And seeing the signs and great miracles performed, he was amazed. I love this. Now look, verse 14, very important. Now when the apostles at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent to them Peter and John, who came down and prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. See what happened here. They understood God's nature, his character, and his plan. Verse 16, for the Holy Spirit had not yet fallen on any of them, but they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, meaning they had gotten saved. Look at verse 17. Then they laid their hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. Now I want to point out a couple of things here that's very, that are very interesting. Number one, Philip did his job, preached Jesus, saw miracles take place, saw signs and wonders happen, and many people were saved because of the work that he did in that city. As soon as the apostles in Jerusalem heard that crowds of people were being saved in Samaria, they immediately sent Peter and John for the express purpose of getting those new believers filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You can clearly see it here. The Bible says, as soon as they heard there were new believers, they sent Peter and John to lay their hands on the new believers and get them filled with the Holy Ghost because the, the scripture, the text here is clear that at that time, none of them had been baptized in the Holy Spirit. They had only received the baptism of Jesus Christ. Now, it's interesting to me that it, the first thing, the very first thing that they knew that those new believers needed was the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Because they understood how urgent Jesus was when he said, don't you do anything. You're my followers, you're my believers, but you stay until you get filled with power from on high. They had the same urgency. They said, oh, there's new believers. They need what we have, the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Peter, John, get down to Samaria, lay hands on all the new believers and get them all filled with the Holy Ghost. 
very first thing they did. And the Bible says, now, if you study this, study the text, because it's giving you a breakdown of every single thing that happened in this case. And it's very interesting that when Peter and John arrived in Samaria, show me a verse in Acts chapter eight, where Peter and John took a poll and said, now, how many of you that have just been saved, fill out a comment card, listen to these 17 weeks of podcast and check it out and send us a message to the church office. How many of you would be interested in being baptized in the Holy Spirit? Show me a place where Peter and John ever gave them a decision as to whether or not they wanted to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. They never asked their opinion about it. Never asked if they'd like to be filled. Didn't care what they thought about it. They knew it is God's desire. It was Jesus' desire. It is now our desire that you be baptized in the power of the Holy Ghost. And without asking their permission, without asking if they wanted it, whether they desired it, which they obviously did because they were there to receive what the apostles had had, uh, been doing, the Bible says that they immediately laid their hands on every one of them in Samaria. Now watch this. Then they laid their hands on them. Who is that talking about? It's talking about every new believer that just converted into Christianity. And they laid their hands on them every believer. It's talking there about all that had been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm stressing this point, obviously, because I want you to see that they didn't pick and choose individuals out of the crowd that God had highlighted, said, oh, he's called to receive the Holy Ghost. She's called to receive the Holy Ghost. They're called to receive. No, 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 no. Them, every person who had believed on his name and saw the miracles, he said, then they laid their hands on them. And they received the Holy Spirit. See that? Every single one of those new believers who had hands laid upon them received the Holy Spirit immediately. Not only was it God's desire, it was Christ's desire. And obviously, because that wisdom had been imparted to the apostles, when they saw new believers and the church was spreading across different regions, it was their desire, every believer be filled with the Holy Spirit. Let me show you another example found in Acts chapter 10 as Peter is ministering. Now, Peter had a hard time with this because uh, the Holy Spirit was trying to reveal to Peter that this gospel and this Holy Spirit was not just for the Jews, but the Gentiles as well. And that's why Peter had a vision where the net was let down from heaven and Peter saw all of the animals that were unclean. And uh, the Lord said, take, eat. And he said, no, Lord, I'm not going to eat anything unclean. And God said, if I have called it clean, don't you call unclean what I have called clean. And that's where God is revealing to Peter that the gospel is not just for the Jews. It's for the Gentiles. The Holy Spirit is not just for the Jews. It's for the Gentiles. So Peter gets called to go and minister to Cornelius and his household in Acts chapter 10. And Peter, before he may not have preached and ministered to the Gentiles, but now after a vision from God, he's willing to preach the gospel to the Gentiles and to minister to them. And the Bible says this, that Peter began to preach in the house of Cornelius, an Italian man. And the Bible says that he began to preach from the word of God and and they're being shaken by the power of God's word. But I want to show you this. Verse 44 of Acts chapter 10, the Bible says, while Peter was still saying all these things, the Holy Spirit fell on all who heard the word. How many? Fell on all 
fell on all that heard the word. And the believers from among the, the circumcised who had come with Peter were amazed because the gift of the Holy Spirit was poured out even on the Gentiles, people that weren't Jews. For they were hearing them speak in tongues and extolling God. And Peter declared, can anyone withhold water from baptizing these people who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And they asked them to remain for some days. So you can clearly see here that after Peter is preaching and these uh, people receive the gospel and they're saved, God saw fit immediately. Now, of course, it was a different method because in Acts chapter 8, hands were laid upon those that were new believers and they received the Holy Spirit. Here, just as Peter's preaching the word, they received the Holy Spirit. So God can do it in any number of ways that he would like to do it. But you can see that all of these Gentiles, now it's interesting because Peter's preaching in the house of Cornelius and the Bible says everybody that's hearing him preach the word, immediately the Holy Spirit came and fell on all of them. So once again, every one of these people that would been, had been converted into Christianity now heard the word from Peter and the Holy Spirit didn't pick and choose which one of these men would be filled with the Holy Spirit, which one of these women. Every single one of them that Peter was sent to were all filled with the mighty Holy Spirit. You move on. Uh, I could take you to multiple places, but I'll, let me take you to one other place just to prove my point, just th so that you have a clear understanding of that this, this is the case, whether it be Peter and John or the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul operated in the same exact way that Peter and John operated. And let me show it to you in Acts chapter 19. You can turn to Acts chapter 19 uh, in your Bible. And let me, let me just show this to you. Paul travels to Turkey, the nation of Turkey, to Ephesus, which is where this church was. And the Bible says, I'm going to read you uh, verses 1 through 7 of Acts 19. And it happened that while Apollos was at Corinth in Greece, Paul passed through the inland country and came to Ephesus. And there he found some disciples. Now I want you to see exactly what happens here. Paul finds disciples. Verse 2, and he said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they said, no, we've not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Verse three. And so he said, well, then into what were you baptized? And they said into John's baptism. So please get this. They were disciples of John, but they had not received Jesus yet. They had only received water baptism from John's baptism. That's what they're telling Paul here. And verse four, four Paul said, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, telling the people to believe in the one who was to come after him, that is Jesus. Now look what happens. Verse five, upon hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. So the first thing Paul does is transfers these guys from John's baptism and gets them saved. They're baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the first thing Paul did. Now watch. Verse 6. And when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they began speaking in tongues and prophesying. 
Verse seven, and there were about 12 men in all. So understand this, a couple of points I wanna make about this passage of scripture. Number one, Paul immediately does his evangelistic duty and gets these men saved. They're baptized in the name of Jesus. But the first thing he does after they're baptized in the name of Jesus is immediately lays his hands upon them and they're filled with the Holy Ghost. There's no place in Acts 19, one through seven, where Paul even hints at giving them an option or even hints that it is optional to be filled with the Holy Ghost. They go together. Paul said, it's true. If you look how Jesus did it, look how Peter and John did it with Philip, look how Apostle Paul did it. Salvation is to always be accompanied by the baptism in the Holy Spirit as a subsequent experience to salvation. You see them doing it here. He said uh, very clearly, he said, now that you're baptized in the name of Jesus, let me lay my hands on you. And immediately all 12 men. Now there again, I want to make this distinction so that you clearly see it. The Bible says when Paul had baptized them in the name of Jesus, the Bible says that immediately he laid his hands upon them. There was no question as to whether or not they wanted to be filled. Goes together. But look at this. The Bible says, and when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Spirit came upon them. Who? all the disciples he was addressing, all the new believers he was addressing. Once again, in Acts 19, there's no sign and no trace of God picking and choosing which of those 12 men would be filled with the Holy Spirit and which ones would not. The Bible says he, he, he came upon 12 men, got 12 men saved, laid hands on 12 men, and 12 men spoke in other tongues and began to prophesy. The Bible says there are about 12 men in all. Every single one of them began to speak with other tongues and began to prophesy. So you can clearly see from these different passages through the New Testament that it is God's clear desire. It is Christ's clear desire that every believer be filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Hey, welcome back. Well, I hope you enjoyed that uh, podcast today. That's just one of the videos within that course on the Holy Spirit. And we cover every aspect of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, uh, how to operate in the power of the Spirit. Uh, Miracle Word University truly is um, a very, very useful resource for every believer. You know, one of the verses of scripture God gave me when he was encouraging me to start Miracle Word University is Hosea 4, 6, where the Bible declares, God speaks and says, my people are destroyed because they have a lack of knowledge. I love the fact that God did not say my people are destroyed because the devil's attacking. He didn't even mention the devil. He said, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And you know, if you go to John chapter eight and verse 32, the Bible says that you shall know the truth and the truth that you know will set you free or make you free. So it is the truth of God's word, the revelation of his word that you have in your spirit that determines what level of freedom or power you can live at and how much of God's power you can release through your life. You can't release more power than you can access. And God's word and the understanding and revelation of God's word is what gives us access to the power of God. God's word is his power. 
You got to see that God's word is his power. So listen, I want to encourage those of you that are listening. If you've not yet uh, joined Miracle Word University, browse to MiracleWordU.com. That's MiracleWord, the letter U, dot com. It's free to sign up on the site. And then every course that we um, make available there on the uh, university is only $69 each. So each course, which is about five hours of teaching, is only $69. And if you'd like to, you can also choose the option to pay for the course over two months. So $35 over two months. But for those of you that listen to the podcast, I want to give you a special offer. I want to give you the ability to have 25% off of any course that you'd like to take. And we now have uh, three of these courses available. The course on faith is getting ready to go live in a few weeks, but we currently have a course on the whole Holy Spirit, which is, uh, that's one of the videos you heard today on the course on the Holy Spirit. We have a full course on divine healing. And then we also have a full course on how to receive answered prayer. So if you would like to join Miracle Word University and get 25% off any one of those courses that you'd like to take, you can use the promotion code the uh, podcast, just type in podcast, uh, and you can get 25% off of any of those courses that you would like to receive. And, uh, I know it'll bless you and it will equip you. The more of God's word that you receive, the more equipped you are to do what God's called you to do. But listen, I want to pray for every one of you today that are listening to this and ask God to open the eyes of your understanding and give you a greater revelation of his word so that you can operate on a higher level of his power and be effective and impactful for the kingdom of God. Father, in Jesus name. I pray for everyone that's listening to this podcast, and I ask you now to open up the eyes of their understanding, enlighten them, let them see things in your word they've never seen before. If they've not been filled with the Holy Spirit, I pray in Jesus' name today you would fill them with the mighty baptism of the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. In Jesus' name, empower them today, Lord, in your mighty name. We thank you for it. Use every one of us to reap this end time harvest of souls before Jesus comes back to this earth. We thank you and we give you praise in Jesus name. Amen. Listen, I love you guys so much and I want to thank you once again for listening to the podcast. I'll see you again next week. And don't forget, goodness and mercy are following you for the rest of your life. Talk to you next week. We would love for you to join us in a live service. To find out when Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. will be near you, please visit our website at www.miracleword.com. 